When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello there, and welcome to It's an S-Pod Thing, the podcast revisiting every episode of S-Club 7's insane TV show. I'm Sophie Davis, and joining me on this journey from Miami to Spain will be a range of guests who may or may not have seen the show before. Either way, we're going to analyse it in more detail than anyone ever asked for. If you're an S-Club fan like me and remember watching the show, hopefully this podcast will bring it all back to you. So my guest on the podcast today is Michael Lee Richardson. Hello. Hi. Hi. So first of all, I'd just like to know, what is your history with S-Club 7? And have you ever seen this TV show before? I feel like... I've listened to this podcast before and I know I knew you were going to ask this question, but um, I feel like my history with S Club 7, I could do a full hour show with, but um, sort of broadly, I was a huge sort of pop fan when I was younger, you know, bought smash hits and I was really into like the Spice Girls and mm-hmm. um, sort of later on people like Britney Spears um, and I remember the first S Club 7 TV series coming on and being super excited about it Um, and then being excited about Bring It All Back coming out. I think I sort of quickly... I did really love the series when it first came out. I think I sort of realised quite quickly that S Club 7 were like a sort of D-list pop group. They had some banger songs, but I think sometimes they are what they make up for in numbers they're lacking in charisma there's not like (laughs) a really clear likable one amongst them um (laughs) but uh yeah so I, I guess I had I guess I was really excited for that series when it first came out and and did sort of follow them and buy their records and stuff like that but they weren't my favorite band the later on though um i was really into rachel stevens solo career um and super super i still maintain that the second rachel stevens album has got some bangers on it that are waiting to be sort of picked up and covered by somebody and made into an actual hit um Mm. My other sort of S Club moments, I guess, I'm obsessed with seeing Double, the S Club 7 movie, or the S Club movie, so they're not seven at that point. Um, uh, right, I, I have never seen this, and I'm deliberately not watching it until, <laughs> until I reach that point of the podcast, because it'll be, after all four series of the TV show, I'm going to have to watch Seeing Double for the first time. I know the, I know the gist of it, and I've seen bits of it like on ITV2 over the years, like little <laughs> clips of it. But yeah, I'm, I'm saving that for when the time comes. Oh, you think you know, you think you know, <laughs> but you can never truly know with with S Club. Um, and my other sort of S Club moment is me and my friends are obsessed with, um, there's a, a solo song that Tina Barrett did called yes. Fire. 
um, mm-hmm. that has an absolutely atrocious sort of PowerPoint presentation, 1997 screensaver looking video. Um, oh, I have to look this up. I've heard the song before, but I don't think I've seen the video. It's spectacularly sort of aiming for sleek and sophisticated but not quite hitting the mark but uh, I do love it oh I love Tina (laughs) she's my favorite Tina's my favorite Uh, and she's definitely a standout in this this episode that we watched yeah although I was thinking um on your skins podcast you often pick out like an outfit of the episode and I was a big fan here of Rachel's sort of multicolored stripy top with yes. like really pale jeans that was very 2001 it was very off that. the moment yeah definitely Rachel Stevens said gay rights before gay rights were invented <laughs> she threw the first yeah. brick at Stonewall I think with that top <laughs> she was making a statement with that top <laughs> I want it um I've got a few outfits of the week that I think I'll mention as this as this rolls oh, yeah on. there's yeah, yeah there's some interesting entries here <laughs> So today we're talking about Hollywood 7, episode 7, which is called The Cousin, and it aired on CBBC on the 8th of November 2001. Uh, We start off at the airport because uh, Hannah's cousin Ben, the uh, the titular cousin, is coming (laughs) to visit. Uh, Paul and Joe have gone with Hannah to pick him up from the airport and Paul is kind of like, I don't know, like nagging her in the car. He's kind of making weird jokes about her height. Well, at first I wasn't sure what he was talking about. He says, um, we're going to find out if your family tree is a bonsai. And I was like, what? (laughs) And Hannah says, oh, he's taller than me. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a height joke, I see. Some of these jokes, God bless them, they're... The S Club 7, who are not trained actors, let's just say that, um, (laughs) are really having to sell some not great material in this episode. And I feel like this whole exchange in the car is full of that. Um, There was also a really weird sort of laboured joke about the Seven Dwarfs. Like I I can't even remember what it was now, but it was just very... um, I found myself asking with a lot of these jokes, like, who is this for? <laughs> because yeah. I I think even kids in 2001 would have been like, I, I don't really get it. I don't get it. But, yeah, I'm um, pretty sure I didn't know what a bonsai tree was when I watched <laughs> this at the age of about eight. Yeah, it was a, a pretty niche reference even at the time. And yeah, they're always making jokes about Hannah's height and she's not particularly short. <laughs> it's not like in a standout sort of way. Well, it feels like because there's seven of them, they have to like have really... I mean, I guess it's like the Spice Girls, like you're like Scary Spice or Sporty Spice. Like because there's seven of them, it feels like they all have like two personality traits yeah they have to pick something and it's like you're the slightly shorter one (laughs) yes (laughs) let's pin something on that yes i mean i caught that like paul loves to eat and like Mm -hmm. rachel's personality trait seems to be she loves shopping and is thick (laughs) yeah (laughs) to be fair all of them are quite thick (laughs) and that's that's everyone's primary personality trait and then there's another one as well do you know what? I can really remember loving this when I was younger. And this does, I feel like there's a pattern in this episode of things that I loved when I was younger. And I just, I'm looking back at them now and wondering what on earth I was uh, I was thinking for some of it. 
Um, it, it is quite fun, though. It's not like a boring show. Oh, definitely has, not. And it hasn't aged horrendously. You know, it's not particularly dated in terms of the humour. It's just bizarre. It is bizarre. Yes, it's strange. There's the, it, Yeah, there's very strange qualities about it. Although I'll get to this later. There's a couple of jokes that really hit differently in <laughs> 2021. <laughs> um, but that's for a, a later scene, I think. Yeah, so so Hannah's cousin Ben is a bit of a freeloader. That's his whole thing. Yeah. As soon as he arrives, he's asking Hannah for money to buy a drink. Then he offers to buy drinks for the others as well and asks Hannah for money to pay for those. And I like how Paul and Joe are just kind of like, oh, he seems nice. Yes. <laughs> just not a red flag at all. They're just like, oh, yeah, he seems quite a nice guy, doesn't he, Hannah? And, and Hannah's already got suspicion. She's kind of like, hmm, not sure about this guy. He, what, maybe this is me, like, I'm going through some quite boring TV, um, what's the word? Like, sort of some training at the moment for, mm-hmm. for, um, but what is even the word? Basically, like what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do on the BBC. And I right. really picked up in that scene that he specifically calls it a Coca-Cola machine. He's yeah. going to buy them a Coca-Cola from the Coca-Cola machine. And I was like, that can't have been product placement on the, <laughs> on Her Majesty's Children's BBC. Yeah, um, specific. It was very specific. Uh, and I also love that we know that Ben and Hannah are related because they both have the same hairstyle. Um, yeah. Pretty much where the similarities begin and end. Bless them. Yeah. And it's kind of established, isn't it, that they're not particularly close. Like they haven't really seen each other in a while. And he's basically just sort of called up the previous day and announced that he's coming to stay with her. So, yeah, obvious red flag from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, and I, yeah, I looked up this actor who's playing the cousin. Uh, he's called Craig Robert Young, and he, he's British, but he's done quite a lot of American TV. And he was also in a '90s pop group called uh, Deuce, if that's how it's pronounced. Oh, wow, like D E U C E. And yeah. he was in the film um, Mank last year, which I haven't seen, but I've heard of it because it's like a sort of Oscary film i've seen that but i don't remember but i mean I, I suppose he probably doesn't look that much similar to how he looked in 2001 bless him but yeah i who can't knows? even imagine who he would play but uh yeah it's um he's got quite a lot of stuff on his imdb so he's still around doing work oh god bless him um, i thought he was pretty decent in this he as a sort of little guest role you know not particularly bad which is like the bar in this show. <laughs> no he was he was fine there is some moments later where I was like have they got an American actor and then dubbed him but I think it's just really bad like ADR at certain yeah, points yeah probably um but yeah no he's fine god bless him so they pick him up from the airport we then go to the band's house where Bradley is telling Rachel about an idea he's got for their first album cover. Yes, they're really going with this <laughs> joke that Bradley wants to do an album cover that's sort of Western inspired. Yeah, and it's it's so irritating because uh, I get too annoyed about the continuity of this show. But <laughs> literally in the episode before this one, they were shooting a music video 
and they all had to get dressed up as cowboys and they were bloody furious about Amazing. it, including Bradley. <laughs> they were not happy to be dressed as cowboys at all. And in the, in this next episode, Bradley is like really keen to get them all dressed up as cowboys for the album cover. He's definitely had a change of heart then because he's obsessed <laughs> with it. it. Like it comes back quite a few times. Um, I have to say on their house, they're like incredible condo that obviously sleep seven people at least Mm -hmm. i was obsessed with how sort of 70s inspired like the 90s version of the 70s everything looked like all the sort of there was lots of throw cushions and it was just a real moment i loved it um but uh, the thing that i was confused about and you might know more on this having watched this all in order is that i they don't seem to be particularly famous yet like they're about no. to cut their first single. Yeah, and and again, in the previous episode, they shot a music video. Surely that's the wrong way around to do yeah. things. You don't like record your first song after shooting the video. Yeah, it, it, it's very strange. I mean, it's just like, I guess it's just like generic being a pop star and... Uh, continuity probably wasn't that important in Hollywood 7 but you know put the episodes in the right order a bit it just it felt very strange yeah and Bradley wants the album to be called the Magnificent 7 and that's the sort of cowboy theme running Ah, into that yes but I mean also like I feel like that was probably a record company I bet that was on the slate for the S Club 7 album title at some point (laughs) Because the actual album titles are not that inspired. Like, I think they've got an album called Seven and an album called (laughs) S Club. So, um, yeah. Bradley's thinking outside the box. He really is. Maybe a bit too far outside the box. He was ahead of his time, was old Bradley. That that, that would have been iconic if they had an album where they were all... Bradley says he wants them all to be on horses. (laughs) How would they have fitted that into, like, the artwork size? Seven people on horses. (laughs) I feel like that that sort of highlights the sort of flaw in the S Club 7 plan is there's just too many of them a lot of the time <laughs> that you have people, often they make a joke and then they'll like do the same joke seven times with seven different variations on it. It's just very peculiar. Um, anyway, I'm dig- digressing taking us down too many rabbit holes (laughs) so ben arrives at the house and goes straight to the kitchen where john and tina are just kind of staring at a massive sandwich like admiring it (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it is a magnificent sandwich so it's worth admiring just stumbled across this conversation where they're just admiring it uh ben looks at tina and goes hannah you didn't tell me you lived with nev campbell and tina loses her mind (laughs) Yes, Tina's character trait seems to be that she's sort of horny all the time. But <laughs> but um, I would not have... Nev Campbell wouldn't have been the first person I said Tina Barrett looked like, but God bless her. Because then a few seconds later, John is like, hi, introduces himself, and he says that some people have told him he looks like Ryan Philippe. <laughs> and again, it's like, the writers are like... What films are big at the moment? Cruel Intentions <laughs> and Wild Things. Let's put that on CBBC and the kids will get it. 
I love that even John, who at the time was not sort of allowed to be publicly gay, even he is flirting with this incredibly average guy that is <laughs> Hannah's cousin. Yeah, he's like, um, hello. And because, and yeah, he says, um, oh, some people have told me that I look like Ryan Philippe. And Ben is kind of like, I think they're joking, mate. And John's little face looks Aww. really upset. <laughs> oh, God bless that. Yeah. I, I, you know, I when I was watching this, like, I feel like I keep saying "God bless" like somebody's nana. But when I was watching this, it was like I was really taken aback by how young these people were. Because I guess yeah. when I was watching it, I would have been like eleven or twelve, and like they just seemed like the most glamorous adult people having this madcap pop star life. But now looking at it, I'm like, these are children. <laughs> Yeah, they're so young. In series one in particular, they look like they should be in school. It's <laughs> ridiculous. And yeah, when I watched it as a child, I was like, oh, they're adults. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And I'm like, you're children. You shouldn't be even be left to your own devices. <laughs> Hello, guys. This is my cousin, Ben. All right. How, How you doing? doing? Nice to meet you. Good to meet you. Yeah. Got anything to eat? I'm starving. Ooh, uh... kitchen. Tina, that is amazing. I can't believe it's still upright. I know. You can't leave the onion like a suspension bridge. Oh. Hannah, you never told me you live with Nev Campbell. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> ben, it's Tina. Uh, Tina. Oh, nice sandwich. Oh, um, <clears throat> would you like it? Thanks. Ben, hi, I'm John. A lot of people say that I actually look like Ryan Philippe. I think they're joking, mate. <laughs> so the the boys go and meet up with their manager, Dean, who is telling them how he's booked this studio for them to record their first song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Bradley is still pushing this idea that they should dress as cowboys. Uh, no continuity. Come on, guys. And I like how Dean is just suddenly like... Anyway, the real reason I've asked you here today is to talk about the LA Marathon. Yes. <laughs> not what a switcheroo. the fact that they're recording their first song, because that seemed kind of important. But no, he wants to talk about how he's going to run in the LA Marathon and he wants them to help him train. Because he wants to beat Lou Shaman, yeah. who is the manager of Enhance, a really weird parody of Lou Pearlman who was the manager of NSYNC um, right because I was thinking Enhance might be like Hanson like that ah, sort of thing as well like another little reference I I thought it was like an NSYNC thing because yeah that makes sense it could be both it, 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 that was one of the jokes that lands really differently now because Lou Pearlman um there's a great documentary oh, about him actually, on Netflix. Um, yes, I know who that is. I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember his name, but yeah, I've listened to a podcast about that. There's a great documentary on YouTube about him. He basically ran a Ponzi scheme and was a bit of a creep and then went to prison for a long time. Um, so yeah, one of those things that, with a bit of hindsight, is a bit weird. But also just a really weird joke to put in the middle of a CBBC yeah, that um, is niche. A niche reference that only like a freak like me would <laughs> pick up on. Yeah, I've heard of Lou Perman. I didn't I didn't connect the dots there. 
that makes sense. And also, we never actually see this person, I don't think. Um, no, it's like, yeah, Lou Shaman. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Dean is, like, determined to beat him in the marathon because apparently Lou beats him every year. And he just kind of turns to Bradley and is like, you've always looked fit. You can be my personal <laughs> trainer. Ah, oh. And then Bradley, because there's seven of them and they just have to sort of hook them into these weird storylines, Bradley just pulls John and Paul into his training regime. Yeah, and Dean is definitely being a bit of a sexist here because the obvious yes. choice for a personal trainer is Tina. Yes, like throughout definitely. the whole show, she's like the kind of drill sergeant like dance captain sort of character and here dean is just like well it has to be one of the men obviously <laughs> tina would have got him to win i mean some of the girls are quite scary though i feel like hannah's got her own thing going on in this episode but mm-hmm. these sort of obvious choices would have been tina or joe but they are both quite scary i think yeah tina's got a massive sandwich joe hardly does anything <laughs> in this episode she yeah. shows up about 10 minutes in and i was like oh yeah you're here as well <laughs> they do put a catchphrase on a t-shirt at one point though so. yeah. <laughs> like her only line in this episode pretty much <laughs> and i like how in the next scene after bradley's you know signed up to do this personal training he's sort of reading a book and it looks like a sort of colorful children's guide to the human body <laughs> yes <laughs> like yes. he's taking this seriously he's taking it very seriously good old bradley <laughs> Yeah, Rachel and Ben show up and they've been shopping, haven't they? And obviously Rachel has just paid for everything. Yes, I feel like shopping is also one of Rachel's character traits. I got really obsessed in this scene with um, like all of the shopping bags that Rachel is carrying. Like a half a dozen of them are just leopard print shopping yeah. bags. And I'm like, what shop is that? Because that's where I want to go for all of my clothes from now on. <laughs> Yeah, most of them were leopard print, as if that's like the norm for shopping bags. <laughs> uh, and Ben, Ben appears to be wearing a suit that is like doesn't fit very well. Like, take it back. Like, that is not a good. It feels very two thousand and one. Um, yeah, he's dressed so badly throughout this whole episode. He's always got little sort of matching sunglasses on with his <laughs> outfits, doesn't he? He does, he does. What a Luke. Yeah, Hannah sort of takes him to one side and is like, look, even though it was set up before that they don't really know each other that well, she was like, you've always been bad with money. And she brings up a time when her dad gave him 300 quid to stop his flat being repossessed and he used it to go on holiday to Hawaii. Yes, which I thought, you know what, that seems quite reasonable. Bargain. To go to- <laughs> I mean, I know there's inflation, but wow, he got a real bargain with that one. I think Ben's got hidden talents that he's not uh, tapping into properly. Yeah, where's he getting his deals from? 300 quid trip to Hawaii from the UK. <laughs> but yeah, so Hannah's obviously freaking out a bit. He's like owing everyone money, but he tells Hannah that he's a changed man, so there's no need to worry. But then he just sort of offloads all of his shopping bags onto her and goes for lunch with Tina, and Hannah's just kind of left there looking pretty annoyed. Yeah, poor Hannah, poor Hannah. Like her friends don't seem that supportive either. Like I don't know. It feels quite clear that this guy is taking everyone for a lend, but uh Hannah, yeah, her friends don't seem to be that sympathetic of her, bless her. Yeah, and then later on when 
the others do start to kind of see through him a bit. Hannah does a bit of a 180 and is like, oh, he's not that bad, really. <laughs> so it's like they flip back and forth on who likes him and who doesn't. Do you know what? This is probably for the end of the episode, but there's for a like 25-minute episode of TV, there is so much going on in here yeah. and so much happens that it just seems absurd. Like, to be able to do that flick in an episode that short is is impressive is probably the wrong word but uh it's <laughs> it's interesting certainly yeah there is oh there's always a lot going on uh well well sometimes it varies sometimes there are certain plots where you're like oh this is being dragged out a bit and then sometimes it's just like flipping through scenes and you're like wait a minute i need to get my head around this what's going on yes yes so if you look in the next scene that uh in the next scene in this episode they introduce another sort of element element yeah. entirely which is bonkers like the first time there's a sort of like mafia subplot in this <laughs> yeah. show which i wasn't expecting was not expecting but when i first watched it i kind of i think i switched off a little bit in that scene and then a few seconds later i was like wait a minute i'm gonna have to rewind this because what the hell is going on <laughs> the mafia are in here now um and the mafia interrupt uh dean who is s club seven's manager who's trying to do some sort of deal so he can manage britney spears at the top of yeah. this scene which... and they're in a really sort of like crappy looking like outdoor cafe <laughs> like that's where that deal would happen oh yeah yeah that's one of those things that hits different in 2021 that like, i was like yeah. oh maybe dean could have saved her maybe he could have been very oh. different <laughs> yeah and, and it's it starts in a weird way as well because dean is kind of like not concentrating and he says something about your client and the guy is like yes yes britney spears and dean's <laughs> like oh like he hasn't realized until that point who they're talking about <laughs> it's strange and yeah he's telling this guy how all his clients love him but then the boys from s club come storming over and are like yelling at him because he's eating a big slice of cake and he's supposed to be on a strict <laughs> diet plan and the other guy just sort of slips away and is like i'll talk it over with britney and get back to you yes amazing amazing um this was my outfit of the week when the guys turn up angrily um paul's paul has this sort of line in kind of weird gay cowboy shirts like yeah <laughs> i mean maybe it's not very uh it's not very 2021 to describe them as gay but that's the only word that suits them they're like and like sort of massive baggy trousers all the time as well yeah yes like just slightly flamboyant western shirt. like things that orville peck would wear now maybe paul <laughs> was ahead of his time but um yeah like the one that he's wearing in this scene is pretty spectacular. It's a denim number, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, and they, they make um, Dean empty his pockets, don't they? And he's got about like 20 <laughs> snacks in there. Yes, yes. <laughs> Excessive. Yes. I mean, I think, yeah, poor Dean. His blood sugar is going to be all over the place for all that. It's like, but also just like a big pocket full of Nan sweets. I don't know. There's, yeah. there's a lot of really interesting choices in this. Um I mean, those interesting choices often come down to it's made for about 45 pence. But yeah, um, yeah all of those snacks were quite interesting. Yeah, and I, I like how the actor's kind of playing it. He's kind of like, um, 
I didn't even know that was in there. Like, he looks quite innocent. <laughs> and then at, at the house, pr- presumably the next day, uh, Ben is, like, stealing Paul's breakfast and he takes the car keys as well. And I like how Paul catches him, but he just lets him get away with it and has a go at Hannah instead. He says, uh, you owe me nine gallons of cholesterol, lady. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, God bless. But, um, yeah, another one of those moments where I was like, Hannah's friends are kind of assholes to her. They're really not very nice, this poor girl. And she looks really rough in this scene for some reason. That was a choice that was made. She looks like <laughs> she's had a, an absolute rage of the night before for some reason. She does. In a, She's wearing an amazing dressing gown with like stars all over it. But she, mm-hmm. I thought like, yeah, I was like, they're not going to make it that the there's a plot point that she's sort of madly hung over in a CBBC <laughs> show, but it's like... She looks it. Ben is literally, literally draining the life out of her, sort of supernaturally, maybe. But uh, yeah, it was a real choice. Yeah, she looks very rough. Paul's having a go at her. Brad, uh, no, yeah, Bradley comes in as well and is like, oh, he's taken the car. How, how could you do this to us, Hannah? <laughs> uh, and then Rachel comes in complaining that she's had to have a cold shower because Ben used all the hot water. Oh, bloody Ben, get, again. <laughs> yeah, and we get a quite adult joke now where Hannah is all sort of tired and confused, so she asks what's going on. And when Paul tells her that Rachel's had to have a cold shower, Hannah is like, oh, have you been watching that Ricky Martin video? <laughs> <laughs> They're like adult jokes, but sort of non-adult jokes. There's, there's something so specific about the tone of this that I can't quite put my finger on but they are it's very interesting to watch it was quite racy for this show I was surprised (laughs) is is this the scene also is this the scene where Bradley announces that Ben must die yeah because they this is the bit isn't it where Hannah's kind of being like oh stop having a go at me he's not that bad uh tina's not really taking sides because she's like oh i I did have to pay for everything the other day but he is a good kisser (laughs) so tina's not really on one side or the other and bradley at this point is like ben has to die (laughs) (laughs) and then he's like no no wait a minute i mean go ben has to go but he clearly meant die he looks like he meant it yeah it was really pushing it uh bradley is a a strange figure in all of this episode um but yeah, I also yeah, I forgot that Tina Tina sort of didn't mind that she'd been scammed because <laughs> he was a good kisser because Tina's personality is I'm horny all the time. That's yeah. A- this is yeah, this has come up before. There's the odd episode where Tina, I think um Shanine, one of my guests before, described her as like a mum at a conference. <laughs> like yes. she's got that sort of like horny energy going on for some reason. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, she definitely does. I would agree with that. It's a, it's a, yeah, just very weird to be in the middle of this CBBC show. But the whole thing is weird. Like, who, who is this? For? like I don't know I just I kept asking myself that maybe that's an awful like media hat thing to ask but like who is the audience for this but it is very strange yeah we've got a range of jokes we've got references to Nev Campbell and Ryan <laughs> Philippe even at the time I don't think like eight-year-olds would have been aware of yes yeah 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 although I guess that was the crossover audience for like 
I guess they probably maybe. I don't know. I wonder whether they thought that like older kids would watch this because it was. <laughs> they were probably they were wrong. I think they were definitely wrong. <laughs> yes, I mean I was like eleven or twelve, I guess, and I think mm-hmm. I was even pushing it in terms of. This is the, not the sort of thing you would have told people at school that you watched, I don't think. <laughs> Why did you tell Benny to take the car? Um, oh, you didn't tell Benny to have the car, did you? Now we've got to walk all the way to Santa Monica to train Dean. And he stole my breakfast. You owe me nine gallons of cholesterol, lady. Oh, your so-called cousin has used all the so-called hot water and now, thanks to him, I've had to have a cold shower. Hang on, slow down. What's happening here? Rachel's had to have a cold shower. Oh, have you been watching that Ricky Martin video? Okay. <clears throat> Look, guys, I I know that Ben's not perfect. Ben's not even on the outskirts of perfect. Well, he's my cousin. And blood's thicker than water. Yeah, so? Ketchup's thicker than blood. Yeah, maple syrup's thicker than ketchup. Yeah, but that always tastes better with pancakes, though, Rach, you've got to admit. Great! Isn't it? Now I'm even hungrier. Oh, V, you've got to call me some food now. <clears throat> Look, I'll speak to Ben, all right, just... Just don't be too hard on him. He's not all that bad. He's not. Busy team. Ben? Yeah. I had a really good day with him. Yeah, but I bet you paid. Yeah, he's a scam artist. But he's a good kisser. He's a menace. You're right. And there's only one thing for that, isn't there, Bradley? Ben must die. Go. Ben must go. <laughs> I don't want no one to die. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, we get we get a little montage of the boys training Dean, which is basically just they're sort of sitting on the beach and he's running in a circle around them <laughs> while they shout at him until he collapses. Set uh, to set to reach though, yes. which is a, a banger. Like you you've got to bring out your your bangers every now and again. But um Yeah, we get a little brief glimpse of reach. <laughs> it's not it doesn't get to be the actual song in no. the episode, just a little bit of it. Yeah, like the world's cheapest training montage, this, like, just him running from one side of the screen to another. Yeah, it's not even really, I say montage, it's not even really a montage, (laughs) is it? It's just kind of, they're in one place and he's just running around in a circle. But we do, we get a repeat of this later on, which I did quite enjoy, like, um, another sort of training montage. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, so I'll leave it. <laughs> yeah, uh, after that, the girls sort of decide to accost Ben and tell him that he needs to start paying people back. And yeah, I wrote I wrote down at this point, he's wearing a sort of orange shirt with little orange sunglasses. Oh, I hated it. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> and he tries to guilt trip Hannah a little bit. He's like, oh, we're cousins. I can't believe you're going to throw me out on the street. And Joe goes, well, Bradley wanted to have you killed. So. <laughs> yeah, all the girls gang up on Ben a bit. Is that right? It's just the girls in this scene. Yeah, I guess the boys are all doing oh, the training. Oh, because they're doing the training. The girls are actually handling the proper business. 
There's also an amazing bit where Joe says, pay up or bog off, which I quite yeah. like, does it? <laughs> they should have put that on a t-shirt. That's better than the slogan. <laughs> I think uh, it's an S-Pod thing. Merchandise should uh, <laughs> <laughs> pay up and bog off. <laughs> um, but then Ben does pay up. Yeah, he sort of whips out a big wad of cash, doesn't he? Which is suspicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we find out why he's got that in the next scene because this is the uh, the mafia subplot. <laughs> um, the boys are having some lunch with Dean, who has an even more massive sandwich than the one Tina had earlier. That's like the theme of this episode. And the, for some reason, the boys are okay with it this time. They're like, "Yeah, go ahead, have an enormous sandwich." <laughs> um, and these two men come up to the table and are like. Dean Strickland and for some reason Dean just becomes like a little bitch in this scene because he's like sorry guys no male singing duos that went out with wham and all the boys are like laughing another reference to culture that I don't think kids of this era would have had but uh you just gotta roll with that I guess sometimes but um yeah he does become a bit of a bitch maybe yeah (laughs) Maybe he's been training too hard. Yeah, because he's quite nice to S Club 7 most of the time. So maybe this is how Dean is with like people who aren't in the industry. <laughs> they come up to him and he's like, um, excuse me, go away. But it turns out they're from the Mafia and they're basically claiming that their boss booked S Club 7 to perform at his daughter's wedding and the band didn't show up. And at that point, I was thinking, yeah, that does sound like them, to be honest. They're they're pretty unreliable in this show. I mean, they've got a um, lot on. They've got a lot on, like, with all of their different dramas happening. Yeah. Yeah, that was my initial response, was like, oh, God, what have the band got Dean into today? But it actually wasn't their fault for once. It was all a con, because some mysterious person has been posing as Dean and having meetings with people to scam them out of money. And I like how they the mafia guys look at their notes and say that their boss met with a small, dark-suited man with designer sunglasses, and the boys are immediately like, Ben! Which is so unspecific as a description. And they're like, oh my god. I feel, I mean, I have never been to Hollywood, but I feel like that could be an accurate description of about 50% of the people that live there. (laughs) A small, dark-suited man with sunglasses. And they're like, (laughs) oh my God. Oh, him. Yeah. But it was that bloody Ben again. (laughs) Yeah. I I looked up, these two actors who play the Mafia have the same surname as each other. So I assume they're brothers in real life or related in some way. And weirdly, one of them has loads of IMDb credits, and one of them hardly has any. Aww. So I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened there. That he like quit acting or something, and his brother carried on. That must be really hard at like family gatherings, like <laughs> <laughs> just rolling out the IMDb credits. Like, <laughs> but yeah, this is this is a strange plot, isn't it? That's the scene that I had to watch a second time because I'd switched off a little bit, and I was like, wait, what's happening? It's so peculiar. And it comes like halfway through the episode. It's yeah. just, there's so much going on in this that I can't quite keep track of it all sometimes. But uh... I think that's what it was. I think I, was, I wasn't expecting a twist like that <laughs> at that point in the episode. Oh, there's more twists to come, though, with the, <laughs> these mafiosa. Is there not a joke that they're not allowed to call them the mob or they don't want to call them? 
Yeah, they keep saying, because Dean has heard of the boss, um, and Dean's like, oh, the, the mob guy, I mean, uh, the businessman. <laughs> they keep calling him, like, the businessman. Yes, yes, it's a... Yeah, I mean, not to make this weird, but also the mafia guy or the businessman is called Stephen yes. Weinstein. Yeah, Another and there's thing- a whole conversation about how to pronounce the surname, and it's like, come on, guys, can we move <laughs> on now? Yeah, hits differently in 2021. Yeah, so yeah, we've had this revelation now, and Ben has actually paid the girls because obviously he's got this mafia money. Um, and there's a weird line where he says to them. Remember, it's not the size of your bank balance that matters. It's what you do with it, <laughs> which is weird. Um, not to jump back as well, though, but what were... Like, Ben seems to have made quite a lot of money off the back of agreeing for S Club 7 to play at this guy's party. And they're like an unknown band that haven't even had a single out. Like, I just... Yeah. <laughs> how much are you paying for that? Because <laughs> he says, doesn't he? He says, like, oh, you guys are popular around here. And it's mm. like, are they? <laughs> they haven't released anything yet. They've done a few gigs every now and then when they can be bothered. There's a, also a moment where Bradley still really wants to kill Ben. Like, they yeah. come back to this idea of Bradley... Yeah, because Bradley and John show up. I don't know where Paul's gone at this point, but Bradley and John show up and are like, he's a con man, and they explain to the girls what he's done. And he's kind of quite nonplussed about it. He's like, what's the big deal? You guys are popular. I just thought, you know, I'd drop your name, make a bit of money. Uh, Joe calls him a muffin, and he asks if he can put that on a T-shirt as like a catchphrase (laughs) for the band. Um, To be fair, they do say muffin quite a lot in this show, but I don't think they created it. Yeah, I feel like they had like um sort of catchphrases from the show that were um cuz me and my pals will often use the word hoof like like Bradley yes. hoof. <laughs> yeah, muffin um, and hoof come up quite a lot and the word parp as well. Like oh what a load of parp. <laughs> oh god. S club <laughs> who who wrote this? What is happening? <laughs> Yeah, apparently he's made deals with five people, uh, one wedding, two bar mitzvahs, a birthday party and a cockroach extermination (laughs) because he told someone that their band's music would repel cockroaches. I mean, I'm not convinced that that's not a bad idea. I think Yeah, it made me think of um, that episode of The Simpsons where all the snakes are like attracted to Barry White music. (laughs) S-Club 7 are the opposite of that. Their music can kill roaches. (laughs) They had some bangers, bless them. I won't hear a bad word against S-Club's songs. And yeah, there's a little callback here where Bradley's like, is anyone still against killing this fool? (laughs) It just seems like a really weird joke to put into like a CBBC show as well. Like not to be back in by like what you can and can't say, but I've had some really weird conversations with people in children's about things that you should and shouldn't put into a script. And I feel like wanting to kill a man <laughs> should be one of them. Repeatedly yeah. saying that you you want to kill a man. <laughs> And yeah, obviously, this is the last straw. Hannah tells Ben to leave, and he reluctantly goes. And weirdly, this was confusing as well. In the next scene, they go to Dean's office, and Ben is there for some reason. And they just sort of walk in and kick him out. Like, they don't 
ask anyone why he's there. <laughs> they just kind of walk in and are like, get out. Yeah. And they don't follow up on that by asking Dean what Ben was doing in his office. Yeah, because I was like, has has Dean recruited Ben? Because Ben seems to have got S Club 7 more gigs than Dean ever has as yeah. well. Like, um, Yeah, maybe he should be their bloody manager. But uh, yeah, they kick him out. And then Dean announces that they're now running in the marathon. Yeah, it's like the next day and he's like, you're going for it, guys. <laughs> it's going to be good publicity, he says. And they need to be enhanced. They're, they're not very happy, are they? But they're just kind of like, oh, what are we going to do? I mean, I think what you could do is just not do it because yeah. <laughs> you don't seem to have anything invested in this. Like, what? What? It's not like a bet or anything. It's just... Dean wants to beat this guy because he wants to. Yeah, and they've done they've done no training, <laughs> so they could injure themselves. I'm pretty sure you have to train quite extensively before you run a marathon. No, you can just turn up on the day. I think that's <laughs> established. Just seven of them turn up on the day. Great as long, publicity. As long as you've got the right clothes on. Yeah. Because <laughs> Tina's running gear, I have to say, another outfit of the week for me. Um, Tina, in this like running montage that they do, is totally selling I am running. Um, yeah. And her her running gear is like, she just looks better than any of us will ever look on our best day. And yeah, she's got like sort of red shorts on, isn't she? It's beautiful. Yes, quite an ensemble. Again, she should have been the personal trainer. She should. should have hired her. She's got all the right clothes. So. <laughs> so that Bradley in like enormous shorts and like a sweatband trying to look the part. <laughs> well, that was a real moment. The enormous shorts seem to be uh, a staple in this episode because Paul's also wearing like silver shorts, silver <laughs> enormous shorts while he's running. <laughs> Um, which are quite incredible. Yeah, we we get to the marathon and there's a bit where they're sort of pointing at someone in the distance who they say has flabby thighs and beady eyes and they think it's Dean. And then Dean appears behind them. Like, what's up, guys? <laughs> yeah, that poor guy that was running was just getting slagged <laughs> off for no reason. <laughs> so awkward. Ah. <laughs> oh. And it turns out Dean is not running anymore because he's claiming he's got a heart murmur. Uh, he says he called a doctor and held the phone up to his chest. Uh, <laughs> he clearly just CBA. He, he woke up and was like, nah. I don't know. After all those bloody sweets at the restaurant, maybe he does have something up with him because yeah, his blood sugar's dipped. Um but yeah, so he's not he's not running anymore. It's just S Club Seven. Yeah, it's just the seven of them plus Ben. It turns out because Ben shows up, and I guess this is why he was in Dean's office the other day because he's convinced Dean to enter him in the marathon as a member of the band. So I guess Dean's probably just agreed to it to kind of increase his chances of winning. I don't really know. I don't really <laughs> know what Dean's motivation is here, considering Ben was the guy who conned him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think his motivation is to get to the end of this episode that has so many <laughs> strands going on in it. Um, so many different storylines going on in it. And how are we going to wrap them up in the next two minutes or something? <laughs> Strangely is the answer. Because <laughs> Ben is trying to sort of apologise to Hannah, isn't he? He's saying like, oh, I want to make it up to you. 
He says he's even given Dean his t-shirt idea. <laughs> How generous. I'm sure Dean's going to make a killing off t-shirts of these... and say, you muffin on them. <laughs> of these really plain t-shirts that just say, you muffin in the most generic font. Um, yeah, but funnily no enough... sort of affiliation with S Club or anything. It's just like a t-shirt that says, you muffin. <laughs> but equally, if those t-shirts existed somewhere, I would totally buy one. So... <laughs> Who is the muffin in this uh, scenario? It's so bizarre, yeah. You'd make a, a t-shirt for a band and it's like a catchphrase. <laughs> I don't think that really exists, does it, in like, the music industry? <laughs> Maybe if, it, if they did a song called You Muffin. Like a catchphrase that they just say to each other as well. That yeah. They're not... They're not oh, it's just, yeah. There's so many levels to this. Because I was about to say, like, people aren't... Like in the world of the show, people don't watch the show, so they don't know no. what your catchphrases are. Yeah, it's not like um, the comeback where they're shooting the documentary <laughs> and it's going out. Do you know what? I would watch that. I would watch. <laughs> I would watch the comeback of S Club Seven. They should have done it that way. It could have been like a mockumentary. Maybe if it was the ten years later or something, they would have done that <laughs> style. Yeah, this is confusing as well because the. The two mafia guys from before show up and they approach Dean and ask him to like point out the man who was posing as him. And Dean just really casually points out Ben. And I was like, what are you doing? Yes. You're trying to get him killed. <laughs> um, and then the mafia, one of the mafia guys approaches Ben and like goes to take something out of his jacket pocket, which looks suspiciously like it might be a gun. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then freaks out and starts running at the same time that the marathon starts and he just runs the whole way basically and they (laughs) pursue him for the entire marathon to try and give him like something that seems to be a gun but turns out to not be a gun (laughs) (laughs) but then he wins the race yeah he was terrified (laughs) that's the secret to winning a marathon just like be running away from some people you think are gonna kill you I also like the idea that these these mafia guys in their like sort of mafia suits come second and third in the LA marathon. Yeah. <laughs> They're a lot fitter than they look. They <laughs> ran the whole marathon. Yeah, just these kind of average middle-aged blokes in suits uh, <laughs> come second and third in the LA marathon. <laughs> Yeah, we we get a song while the band are running along, which is dance, dance, dance. I, I feel like this isn't a sort of, it doesn't feel like a very S clubby song to me. Like even in the album that it's on, it's quite sort of like electronic and, and Hannah's singing it, but listening to it like just out of context, it could be any of them because it's like a quite sort of auto-tuned voice. Yeah, it just, yeah, it was a bit generic in its way. Uh not a standout S Club 7 song, I would definitely say, but it is unusual um, and has very little to do with the episode. I mean, I know the whole point of it yeah, is that just Hannah standard, is singing yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably what sealed the deal. They were like, it's kind of Hannah's episode. Let's give her her song in this one, even though it's not really got anything to do with anything. At least it's a sort of... Um, jaunty song like for running it's not a ballad or anything (laughs) and then there's a whole thing while they're running of like i think bradley needing the loo and they're all just sort of 
yeah. twatting about outside some portaloos for like a good of an episode that has so many storylines running through it, they still spend a good like two or three minutes twatting about in front of a portaloo. Um, yeah, and there's a bit where John and Hannah sort of like stop for some ice cream as well, isn't it? <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Because they're definitely not going to win. Yeah, they don't really care about the marathon. <laughs> yeah, D- when the marathon starts, Dean makes a random comment about Brits being good runners because their cabs are so expensive. Again, <laughs> who is this for? <laughs> what is that for? One of the, one of the. I mean, it's not a high bar, bless it, but one of the best jokes in the episode. That is an actually good joke, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben ultimately wins the marathon. And he just carries on running way past the finish line. The guys are still pursuing him quite closely. It then cuts to, uh, I think it says two hours later, it's dark and the band are only just finishing the marathon. They seem to have come last because there's no one else around at all. They're all sort of coughing and spluttering. John says he can't feel his feet and Joe tells him she can smell them. (laughs) I quite enjoyed that. Yes, another quite good joke. Uh, but I mean, no wonder you didn't. No wonder you finished two hours after everyone else. Like all of that titting about and getting ice cream and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, they've just been like messing around the whole way <laughs> for several hours. And yeah, the mafia are still hanging around. They come up to them and are like, "We can't find your friends, so we're going to give you what we were going to give to him." Again, one of them reaches into his jacket. Rachel screams and they just pull out a slice of wedding cake and hand it over. Just the biggest anticlimax. Yes, to prove that there's no hard feelings after Dean, for all he's sort of presented as this incompetent idiot, he seems to have sort of smoothed things over with the mafia boss himself. So... Uh, yeah, and clearly didn't tell Ben about it because <laughs> Ben thought he was going to get murdered in broad daylight. I just, it does make, I mean, I guess this is maybe going too far, but it does make me wonder, like, what this bit of wedding cake looks and feels like after having <laughs> oh, been clutched yeah. to the chest of a guy that's running for hours and hours. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. Delightful. Yeah, that's, that's not going to be nice. <laughs> That's what, yeah, I guess as well. They've been running in like full suits. In full suits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cake's going to be grim. Mm. And yeah, they hand it over to the band because they're like, oh, your friends, we can't find him, so you can have this instead. You know, it's gesture of goodwill, no hard feelings. And the band say that Ben is probably in San Diego by now, given the direction he was running. And the guys are like, Oh, well, it looks like we're going to San Diego then. It's like, why? <laughs> why? I thought this was over. <laughs> you, you've handed over the cake. What Are you going to kill him after all? I don't understand why you are now going to San Diego. I like the idea that Ben is such a good scammer that he now gets inducted into the mafia after this. <laughs> like, There's a whole spin-off waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, they like his style. They want to like headhunt him. <laughs> My feet. What? I can't feel my feet. Well, if it's any consolation, John, I can smell them. Oh, now I feel sick. (coughs) Excuse us, but uh, we couldn't find your little friend. 
So we're gonna give to you what we're gonna give to him, okay? <laughs> a wedding cake? Yeah. For Mr. W, his daughter, and his new son-in-law. Just to show that there are no hard feelings, now that your real manager has squared everything away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you. Welcome. Please, piss it on to your friend and, uh, where'd he go, by the way? We'll take it into account his speed and direction. I'd say if I know he's in San Diego. San Diego? San Diego? San Diego. We'll figure. San Diego, Lino. I guess we're going to San Diego, Gino. Let's go to San Diego. And we we end with this scene at the house where Dean is very excited that they technically beat Enhance because Ben was running as a member of S Club Seven. Uh, so Dean got his dream, uh, and he presents them with their new album cover, which is horrific isn't it oh yes with them all sort of wheezing and heaving on this brain <laughs> and the album's called dehydrated and it's yeah a collage of photos of them in the marathon I mean, there was a lot in this that made me th- feel like we've come a long way in terms of like media and making our own media but like even what he presents to them looks like it was knocked up in like Microsoft Paint in two seconds. Like Yeah, it looks like a kind of school art project or something. <laughs> um oh, but yeah. So I guess it's back to the drawing board for S Club Seven. Yeah, and this is the point where they all sort of just look at him, stand up, unzip their tops, and they're wearing the you muffin t shirts. What a punchline. <laughs> they coordinated. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Also, did did you notice in this scene that Bradley's got a dog sitting on him? No, no. <laughs> because <laughs> I thought, yeah, it's it's quite subtle, but so so two episodes ago, there was a whole plot about them getting a dog. And then in the episode after that, the dog was nowhere to be seen. So I I kind of predicted at the time that we would never see the dog again but it's bloody here what a twist wow in this final scene they're all sitting on the sofa the dog is sitting on bradley's lap and i was like oh my god it's back and there's so much going on in this episode and in this scene that i didn't even notice a dog had arrived yeah so. on the first the first viewing i didn't notice either <laughs> it was only when i was watching it like more intently i was like oh my god it's the dog Amazing. it is alive Amazing. So yeah, I'm on dog watch. I'm going to see I'm if gonna... this is the last appearance or if it's going to be like subtly recurring throughout the rest of the series. I'm going to have to go back and watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bradley's just like cradling a dog throughout this final scene. Incredible. So any other final thoughts on the episode at all? Um, Nothing huge. Just that like, yeah, it was sort of, overwhelmed by how many different storylines there were going on in that like (laughs) I did kind of try and count them at one point and then I was just like I give up on this there's too much like and from the point of view who's of somebody who writes for the telly like you'd usually have like an a b and c storyline but this had like an entire alphabet worth (laughs) of storylines did you do you feel like you learned anything from it um I feel like 
I didn't I, I didn't learn anything, but I enjoyed the journey of this, let's just say that. And it did it did make me like go back to that time a little bit. Like it, I think going into it, I had such a different perception of what these shows were. And watching it as an adult, I was like, yeah, I had a very different perspective on it. So before we finish, where can people find you on Twitter? And is there anything like your podcast that you'd like to plug for people? Yes. So I'm at HRF Michael on Twitter and across most social media platforms. But Twitter is where I am most often, uh, often when I shouldn't be, to be honest with you. <laughs> and my podcast, Reskinned, if you enjoy um, sort of recap podcasts of early 2000s shows for people that were that are a lot younger than you then uh my podcast reskinned is about skins the uh sort of early 2000s teen drama sensation yeah your podcast is recapping an actually really good show (laughs) (laughs) oh we've had some doozies in this second series right (laughs) yeah i'm 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 coming to the end of series one of it so far so Uh, i've got that to look forward to in series (laughs) two then Thank you for listening to this episode of It's an S-Pod Thing. It was edited by Alex Blondek with music by William Kitchener. If you enjoyed the podcast and want to let us know that we're your number one, please subscribe and leave us a good review. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.